everyone welcome to another episode of women on top in india powered by ladies who lead how many of us have suffered from skin issues at some point in our lives most of us land up going to dermatologists experimenting with different products going to salons for various skin treatments and trying all the home remedies we get to hear about one such person was megha asher who suffered from hypersensitive and acne prone skin for over a decade due to PCOD. After consulting with numerous dermatologists, Megha found that the product simply lacked efficiency. So, in 2014, she along with her husband Prithish Asher started the company Juicy Chemistry. It was born with the aim of providing simplified skincare through its formulation with absolutely no chemicals or preservatives. Today, It spans over 100 products in the Indian and international markets. In this episode, Megha shares her journey of starting out, building a great product and brand, how they kept their head high and feet on the ground while scaling up, working with her husband as a business partner, and much, much more. Welcome, Megha. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much, Kauri, for having me over. So uh Megha firstly I was intrigued to read that you studied criminology in at university and um and and then you know of course went into a completely different uh, line of business so can you tell me a little bit about that transition I did criminology at uh, the university for about 3 years and then I followed it up with journalism and mass communication I was inclined to work in the industry for uh you know towards rehabilitation and you know towards the improvement of indian prison system so when i came back to india i did work uh for a while uh, i did write a lot of research papers there was there was a book that we worked on indian prison system as well unfortunately there were no job openings you know when you say about a career choice you know i i explored quite a few options and you know of course there were some where parents were a little uh, you know not sure of sending me like i got a job offer from nigeria and my parents were like sorry we're not sending you there and then you know of course uh, in india i didn't see uh, criminology as a very refined subject there was not much knowledge around it so a lot of it went behind the scenes more about you know academic instead of working something on the field so i think that uh, happened for a few years but then post marriage we were struggling you know we had a family business failure and that's when i had to drop that and you know start looking at an option where i could actually start generating some kind of income because you know with criminology i was not really able to generate any income you know so that's uh, how we started the first business and uh, here we are and uh, you know of course uh, as as i mentioned in the introduction you know juicy came out of you know personal need right which is how a lot of businesses actually do kick off and uh, and i it's, you know so it's very interesting uh but you know there are many skincare brands out there today and of course you know juicy chemistry is 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 100% um in in an online business right it's an e-commerce business so how are you able to you know differentiate yourself from other brands i mean i've come across so many brands which are now um you know uh indian made homegrown brands yeah. uh, which yeah. are trying to move towards a more sustainable and um you know uh, organic uh, sort of product mix so how are you able to differentiate juicy chemistry from everything else available out there today so you know when we started 7 years ago um 
we we didn't set out to start a brand right it was something again where which came out of desperation i was i was missing my dermat treatments i was not really able to do what i i was used to you know when i was back in australia or back in bombay um i used to go for treatments ever so often but then with the financial um you know crunch that we faced uh, it became very important for me to start looking after my skin on my own without the dependency of um you know pharmaceuticals or you know just just going for a visit to a dermat for a or, you know for a treatment based facial so when we were in a supermarket and we saw the so called natural and organic products which were being promoted is when pratesh who comes from the petrochemical industry he saw the ingredients he said look this is not natural i mean is acha to you know you use something from home uh you know you're saying you want to use this but look at the ingredient label are you understanding any of it and that's when we started talking to people and we realized there was such a huge gap in the market you know we spoke to so many relatives so many cousins everybody was like yeah i use xyz herbal product i use this ayurvedic brand i use this because india in the last two decades has actually been booming on the herbal and ayurveda front right it's since 2000 we are seeing that happen but um nobody really told the consumer that you're supposed to read the label you know that's when you'll understand what ingredients it actually has and not just see the front of the label you know the front of the label could be beautiful strawberries grapes hibiscus it could be any of those things right so coming to your point of how juicy chemistry is different is what we tried to do in the last 7 years is educate our customers because juicy chemistry even till date is the only certified organic skincare brand head to toe like we have about 100 skews everything is certified organic you know we don't bank on certification say we are cosmos organic or eco sort of organic and you know have maybe one product to our merit right the entire range is certified organic so uh, you know if a consumer comes and they look at the product they would be able to understand every single ingredient like my body butter is made with like eight ingredients you know it it will melt if you leave it in the sun it will melt like a fine chocolate if you keep it in a fridge it will harden like your butter so that's where juicy chemistry is different because we don't use water in our formulations we don't use preservatives we don't use additives and fillers and so on so everything that can be called about in the uh, world of cosmetics as approved natural we don't necessarily follow that so if we've been able to eliminate certain ingredients from our line and create a completely organic when we say organic it's soil to soil you know because after you finish using the product what you drain into the soil also is completely organic so um, you at the end of the day actually preaching the whole idea of sustainability and being organic without doing any further damage so that's where juicy chemistry is very different you know you do see brands come up and you see brands you know on a day to day basis in fact for us in fact i think last lockdown to this year we've seen maybe 100 brands sprout Mm-hmm. um because you know a lot of times it's so simple oh this brand succeeded on this formulation let's just hijack it because there's no right. copyright involved right with ingredients there's no copyright involved but um to get certified organic is a very big thing you know you have to ensure your farm your suppliers they all understand what they're doing and that's what differentiates juicy chemistry in the industry even right now you've obviously created um you know a fantastic product and you know you can obviously vouch for it um but it's also about building a brand right so it it it's where you you create loyalty or customer loyalty and uh, and of course the the brand itself the you know the positioning of the brand uh, so tell me how you kind of went about actually 
um, building the brand and, you know, what is it that's made it so popular uh, today? You know, I would like to say I was very fortunate at that point. We didn't have the money. Um, I think the fact that we made the face of the brand ourselves, where we talked about our own personal hardships, we talked about uh, explaining and educating the consumer over selling a product to a consumer, you know, like a basic thing when we would talk at, you know, weekend markets or anywhere that we drove down for a show. And when we spoke about if somebody said, I want to scrub on acne, and when we'd say you should not scrub on acne, that in itself became a very big uh, trust factor for a consumer that we were not out there just to sell a product, despite the fact that we needed that money, right? And we didn't have the money to brand. In fact, my website came about one year after I launched the, the brand. 2015 is when we launched our website. Till then, we were doing more like Facebook business and, um, you know, WhatsApp business. And it was it was a very tedious journey. And when we started, it was not about the whole white labeling business, right? It was literally, we were doing the, bar, like the vessels, we were doing the filling, we were doing the shipments. So when customers saw the behind the scenes, you know, we kept showing them what was happening. If there were delays, we were personally talking to our consumers. That made a lot of difference. I think if we came in with a lot of funds, I think we would have done what most brands today do, where they showcase beautiful photography, showcase the right kind of uh, content to the audience, because there's a lot of knowledge now in the last four years, like what's working, what's not working. For us, there was nobody doing what we had done. There was literally nobody that we could look up to and say, okay, you know what, like I can replicate that and follow this model. So there was such a big learning curve and that helped build a brand, you know, because the audience, they kept trying different products, but they kept coming back. They said, you know, after we've used your product, we can identify the quality, we can identify the smell. And that became such a big boost. We have one of the highest retentions, customer retentions in the industry because we are seeing that our loyal customers keep coming back to us. I still know my customers from 2014, you know, and I maintain that relationship. So I think that really helped build the brand. And even today, we've been not, we've not been reckless with influencer marketing, you know, even after the funds came through, we did a couple of big collaborations and so on. But then we've been very, very, um, you know, we've, we've practiced a lot of restraint in how the influencer marketing should be. We've not done this whole thing of giving a script. So I think that's made a lot of difference in the audience's head that there is not juicy chemistry everywhere in terms of, you know, people talking. It's Just been throwing money at it and, you know, going crazy with like sort of digital marketing, but rather staying true and to the authenticity and integrity of the brand, which is how you started out and retaining that even, uh, you know, as the brand has grown and, and become more popular and like you said has funds now to be able to do that and I have to say I completely agree with you I mean I'm in a completely different field with um, in the hospitality space but uh, again you know uh, uh, that that sort of um, that personal connect with people with our with our sort of guests with our diners with our consumers is so important to you know the brand still being around after so long and uh, and asking it to grow as well right because once you build that trust with with consumers, you're able to, um, you know, they're, they're willing to try your other products. And I'm sure that's the same with you that, you know, exactly. they're, they're more um, open to, to trying new things coming from the same uh, sort of house, uh, so to speak. So uh, I, I, I think that that's completely true. And uh, I, I completely agree with you on that. You know, obviously, the brand has 
grown over the years you know how are you keeping up with the pace and you've talked about some of the sort of challenges uh, where you were you know so completely involved yourself from the beginning and you know doing everything yourself but can you share some of the learnings and and also the opportunities that have come your way as a result of building this brand over the years i think the most important learning in this whole aspect was to continue learning continue educating your consumer and at the same time staying true to yourself and that growth should not go to your head like today also pratesh and i are very scared of success you know it's we've not let it go to our head you know that okay we raced around or this happened we 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 are so grounded and you know we get this a lot with all our teams like how do you guys have so much energy i said i think it's very important for entrepreneurs to stay grounded you know if they start flying high and they start thinking it's it's just fine i can allocate this and i can just take off i don't think it works really but i i would like to say that to everybody um pritesh and i have never you know we would have probably taken inspiration from somebody in terms of how they work or how they talk but um you know respecting each other's work is so important in any line you know it's so important and for us that that became the grounds a juicy chemistry compromises were just not allowed you know i sir recall last year due to the pandemic uh, my marula oil had not come in from uh, africa and i think for two whole months i didn't have three of my prime products in stock but i refused to go to a trader uh, to buy a non organic version or you know just thinking that oh consumers not going to come to know i rather just buy it because that fear was always there that look we've never done this mm. and you know what if the product doesn't work the way it's meant to you know because we don't know the quality and so on so i think that's so important in a business i'm sure you would do the same thing at table right i mean i don't think you would like to compromise on your ingredients and for us especially because ingredients are our hero so that's no, something i think yeah i think you're 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 again 100% right on that and you know you can you can sort of destroy in in a few minutes what you've spent years uh, building and uh, you know just because taking shortcuts and that's something that we've always stood by as well that it's not worth the cost saving or the sort of you know a anything that's going to kind of which starts with the premise of pulling the wool over someone's eyes is just not yeah. it's a, it's a recipe for disaster um you get this a lot they're like oh you know just because you're organic you're charging more and i said no trust me you know come sit with us and understand what it takes to go organic um you know i i'll tell you when pratesh was actually trying to get organic certification from our suppliers they've literally hung up the phone they're like because to ensure that their farms are certified organic they have to keep it barren for almost 3 years mm. now nobody will do that right like so and we had to actually motivate farmers that you know you'll have long term benefits and so on and that's how we built our supplier base completely you know because and pritesh probably says that you know when we started we were not organic we were 100% doing it the right way you know without any add- additions but the fact that the ingredient was not certified organic we would not like to call it organic so we've actually had a new found for the word organic you know and it it sometimes is so demotivating when you see brands use it recklessly because it, consumers don't know the difference they just don't know the difference so i think that kind of honesty sometimes does push you back a little bit in this whole rat race to get numbers but i think we're getting there slow and steadily but we're getting there and i think you also you know with any business you have to have that long term perspective this is not about a sort of making a quick buck right so if you can sort of think about the long term benefit it sometimes is a slightly longer and slower journey but it's it it pays off mm-hmm. in the end for sure uh I- 
talking a little bit about the you know the business side of things you you mentioned um you know that you you raised uh, funds so can you tell us about that process like at what point did you think that you know you were ready to now sort of go to the market with the product and uh, you know how did you sort of decide uh, you know who was sort of the right person to invest in your company because it's not just about money there's a um, you know you have to have that equation with the with the investor so how did you sort of select your investor as much as they selected uh, juicy chemistry so it's so funny right because when we started we didn't think this is what it's going to be you know um it's funny how how god you know plays in his mysterious ways so 2018 i remember it was 2018 november or something and we got a mail from one of the top fmcg brands in the country you know and they said we'd like to talk to you guys and you know we'd like to come in you know come in for a meeting and fortunately we both were in bombay so we quickly arranged a meeting and we went to meet with them and uh, they said we were a little small for them which is true i mean but we, the call itself was a surprise for us and we we thought okay that's that but then after that we got a couple of more mails of that format and i said pratesh are we on to something uh, and that continued for a while but the problem was a lot of time a, a lot of this conversation led to um, the shelf life of the product that the product doesn't have a very long shelf life and um you know if you want to put it in all these supermarkets and all these places if you want to really explore the market you'll have to ensure you use preservatives and additions and things like that too and i said look i don't want to do that i mean if the product requires a preservative or happily put it right like i am not asking a customer to put mold on their face right mm-hmm. if a product requires it i would happily put it but my formulations are preservative challenge test they've gone through all the stringent tests that are required and it doesn't require a preservative so i don't want to make that switch you know i'm happy i think it's important consumers understand the um, idea of not hoarding and you know using products fresh like and that's been our motto if somebody comes to me saying i want to buy a cream and i'm very open with them i'm like do you have another one in the in your vanity and they're like oh yeah you know it's still half there but i've come here i want to try it i'm like no please don't do that mm. you know buy it after you finish that because mine will only last for 6 months so right. i think it's so important so when that happened we did get demotivated for a while until the seed round happened it was through somebody we knew and he was a big big enthusiast of um, health and wellness you know he was always very passionate about it and he said look i love you guys you know i love the entrepreneurs that preparation you are and i'm betting my money on you guys so um this was 2019 june uh, where we got our first round and we thought okay you know maybe this will help us with you know getting some machinery because we were literally making soaps in one one log wooden log you know we needed to expand and that meant you know giving more job opportunities as well right so we said okay let's take this let's jump into it and we did the seed round and um, 2019 a wonderful person joined our family mr amit nanavati he now has akya ventures so um, he had full faith and everything and we spiraled the growth spiraled like we grew 400% that year itself wow. the minute that happened we thought okay 2022 early we'll look at you know maybe a you know series a or something will you know get a good number but suddenly uh, in 2020 when we were going through this whole you know growth post pandemic you know post lockdown when we opened we suddenly started scaling we got approached by every top vc in the country like ev- everybody you know and i was like 
Pritesh, this is like a dream. I don't know mm-hmm. how this works. And Pritesh normally takes care of the financial aspects of the business. You know, I am more into admin and PR and social media. So um, when this happened, we communicated only with two people out of the whole lot. Like we, of course, replied to everybody and did everything. But we actually took a lot of liking to the World Invest um, guys. You know, we had a conversation with Arjun Anand and Manvitan. We just... The kind of comfort they gave that they are very proud of the fact that we're creating a niche category, you know, organic as a category, you know, which nobody had identified, right? Everybody would put us in herbal, natural, and so on, right? In Ayurveda, but they're like, you have actually created a niche category. Let's grow this and make a global brand out of India. And when he said that, that that felt so like we resonated with it. That I said, this is it. You know, I want to go with this. This is what I'm feeling comfortable with. Uh, no changes, no hassles. Like, you know, you'll have to do this. Or there were no conditions, right? And he was very happy with slow progress. Like, they're like, we have to scale, but sensibly, right? Not like you just go full throttle the minute the funds hit the account. So, I think that made a world of difference for us. You know, when that happened, um, Pritesh then took over the whole thing, and uh, it took us about three months, and then. It finally happened March this year. Of course, you know, post that again, two, three months, we went into lockdown and all of that. But we're just so thrilled to have such partners that have a lot of understanding of what we're trying to do. And the fact that we're trying to bring a big, you know, innovate with nature, you know, that that was the core value at Juicy Chemistry. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. And also for managing to do this during uh, the last year and a half, which has been uh, crazy, needless to say. Yes, so, absolutely. Um, you know, congratulations on that. But speaking of sort of unconditional love, you've also mentioned, uh, you know, you, you talk a lot about Pritish. Uh, yeah. I work with my husband. And uh, so yeah. I want to know, I want to know sort of girl to girl. I mean, uh, it's it's, a, it's on one level sort of, you know, having your husband as a, a an equal business partners great because I think for me especially the fundamental aspect is trust uh, when it comes to business partners and you know hopefully who can you trust more than your spouse but does it work all the time working with your husband uh, you know is it is it just work 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 um, you know what's it been like for you so you know the good thing is Pratesh and I've been together for the last 20 years right 21 years we've been best of friends since high school so I think that helped a lot because we know each other really well. We know our strengths and our weaknesses. When we started Juicy Chemistry, we were very clear that we were going to split our duties from day one. You know, it was, if he was a formulator, my job was to write the content. We had split our jobs from day one. We do meet with each other and discuss whatever important decisions we need to make, but we don't necessarily meddle around with each other's you know, uh, job uh, descriptions at work, you know, I think, and that's worked really well for us, because I personally feel, um, you know, like financial tasks sometimes are quite mundane for me, I can't handle it, you know, and the way he does it, it's, you know, there is that aspect. And I did another interview where somebody said, why is it that, you know, uh, women feel investment should be led by men? I said, that's not true. It's not about men leading it. It's about knowing what you like and then segregating your job profiles, right? So for me, there was a part of social aesthetics that I understood. There was a part of how I want the look of the product to be, the look of the website to be and so on. So I could take care of those things very easily, whereas he could handle the administration of, you know, 
the facility, you know, the manufacturing facility. So we, there are of course disagreements, right? There'll always be disagreements uh, in, in any business. It's not about being a husband and wife. And, uh, but I have always set the rule very clear that that doesn't come home. Like you have to leave work, Pratish, at work and come back. And I can switch off, right? I can switch on and switch off very easily. It's a little difficult for him, but then I try to make sure that at home, that environment doesn't follow because I think it's it's so important. Otherwise, somewhere, you know, if you're just the two of you, it can it's still manageable. But with the child involved, you don't want that impact to be, you know, you don't want that the child to get affected at the end of the day. So so for me, I was very clear on that. No, I mean, I think you're echoing uh, everything that sounds like us. It we we yeah. it took us a few months to uh, to do what you uh, clearly figured out in the beginning, which is to segregate your responsibilities. Um, and you know, we realized that sort of maybe six months into working together, I mean, we kind of naturally fell into sort of different um, you know areas of responsibility, and then we decided that you know uh, we can of course take each other's advice, but this sort of is yeah. my domain, and you know. Jay's domain and uh, and I have to sort of uh, you know say because you mentioned it that uh, you know in, in our case I'm the one who handles the finances so it definitely doesn't always have to be the guy and you know you're exactly. absolutely right it's just about playing to each other's strengths and uh, you know uh, and, and and I'm also like your husband uh, not always able to switch off so um, but yeah. you know Jay is and, and it's so important to do that and you know speaking yeah. of children um, you know you you mentioned that you have um, a young uh, a, a four-year-old is that right yeah, yeah that's right and uh, you know what's what's that been like? You know, in terms of managing motherhood and um, you know building this incredible business uh, side by side. How have you sort of managed to um, handle both? You know, it's it's. I feel some days I'm so blessed because um, you know whatever we did, I feel somewhere we did it right. Where uh, my pregnancy was not an easy one. It was a very high risk pregnancy, so I was post third month I was completely on bed rest I couldn't move at all and uh, Pratesh at that point we were at a very crucial stage this is fourth year like third year of our business and we were not really out there and so it wasn't a typical situation where you know you could really enjoy the pregnancy it just happened right it happened eight years post our marriage just happened uh, against all odds so we were very happy about it but the fact that he had to work 18 hour days and not be around with me um, was very hard and uh, he took over both our responsibilities but the pro- like I could do my social media and so on but you know I, I still remember I had my I had the I had an emergency c-section and I had the baby and within 10 hours I was like where's my phone my customers will feel like I've abandoned them you know because there's nobody responding on social media like I didn't have a social media manager at that time it was just me and my mother's like have you lost it you know you're going to get a bad headache you can't stare at a phone and I said no no I need it you know customers will think we've taken their money <laughs> right now so you know how customers can sometimes no. get right on online especially so um and responses right yeah Yeah, you they want instant responses so I finished doing that and Pritesh was very clear you know my mother-in-law is like how is she going to feed the baby in office and what is this like you're telling her to come to office within two months and he said I'll make all the arrangements but I need Megha in office enough I've had enough without her for eight months it's been very hard and that gave me such a big boost you know the fact that he missed me at work the fact that he felt the need that I am equally important uh, at work. That got me very motivated. I came uh, when Mira was two months old. 
and this is home now for me mm. she's four she's grown up here you know i've never you know i have got uh, almost now there are about 40 of us but like working here in this facility but then when we started there were just 10 of them but all ladies were mothers you know and i've never had to tell them wash your hands and do this i never felt the need to tell them so i didn't have a nanny i had my team look after her you know so if i was in a meeting they did whatever it took to make her comfortable and i think that became my biggest strength so for me whenever somebody tells me how did you handle motherhood and raising a brand i said it's without your team you can't you know if you trust them they will do whatever they can for you and that's exactly how it worked out for me i i trust them with all my heart and soul so yeah, yeah. no and i again it's the same thing i've uh, i think our daughter has grown up in our restaurants in the kitchens and uh, everywhere i've taken her to sort of panel sessions that i'm doing <laughs> it's on a weekend because i'm like hey the weekends are you know meant to be with her so uh, you know so that's that's wonderful to hear that and uh, and i'm glad to know i'm not the only one <laughs> that <laughs> and i think they learn so much you know and yeah, mira is only 2 and a half years old she knows how to pack boxes she knew how to wear gloves and do the work and it's it's amazing i think that this kind of experience they'll never learn in their life anywhere you know no school can teach them this so it's, it's amazing i know so you were doing the the motor the motor skills were happening uh, at yes. <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> um you know you uh, tell me uh, tell me a little bit more about beauty with a why uh so you know uh, uh early uh, post world and we got in new partners as well we got uh, spring marketing capital their um brilliant team uh, that does brand building you know i don't know uh, if they're from bombay as well and they're uh you know they built beautiful brands uh, over the last few years and uh, they came on board as well and uh you know we explain this concept to them like you asked me right that's the first question we get always how do you differentiate juicy chemistry from the rest of the brands and that's where they came up with the whole beauty with a why because they're like whenever we are talking to you and pratesh you have so many things to talk about but none of us audiences know where to ask a question right like um you know if you were to try a juicy chemistry shampoo it's a miserable experience okay i'm, I'm i have said this in all my lives you take 8 to 10 washes to adapt okay and you know we used to always say we're really sorry it takes time to adapt because it's completely organic but the way they framed it why is it why is my hair going through this transition i mean nobody will ask that question if you're going to expect your commercial shampoo and an organic shampoo to work the same way then there's no point buying an organic shampoo because it means your natural or commercial shampoos are having the same list of ingredients you know just by calling it safer uh ingredients doesn't make the product 100% natural so when that kind of came around we said yes you know beauty with a why like ask us questions why this why 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 are you using plant extracts why are you you know going to say uh bulgaria to get your roses for rose water you know so that became the whole philosophy of juicy chemistry and we wanted the audiences to wake you know wake up and start asking questions hmm. you know your beauty brand is supposed to answer your questions you cannot hide behind you know blocking people or just saying i'm not going to answer this question it's offensive we want to answer all the questions you know and we want to educate the consumer that if you're going to use something truly organic you are going to definitely experience a change it's like telling somebody okay you know i want to go on a vegan diet but the taste should be same like a non vegan diet you know it can't be possible so 
why is that change there is so important for a consumer to ask so that's how we base the entire beauty with a why philosophy so, because now we're coming out with a lot of interesting things at work you know we are innovating so much at juicy chemistry so we want consumers to understand this so i mean i think that's wonderful that you're encouraging people to question you and question the product and you know to have the confidence to be able to uh, answer with honesty so i i think that that's incredible um you know i could sort of ask you sort of so many more things but uh, <laughs> i'm going to sort of uh, uh you know ask you one one last question which is that you know what would be your message um to brands who are starting out in the skincare industry or setting up their own business today i think even since skincare industry i think it's so important for businesses to understand that integrity is very very important uh you know ripping off formulations is only going to get you so much because the rat race has become so much mind you you know what what roas and all people talk about on in the in the world of digital marketing what you used to be a very good number today is miserable so you unless you're like really coming with a firepower to just burn money to bring out a new brand in the market if you're not innovative there is nothing that people are not seeing right so it's very important that you're innovative with whatever you're bringing into the market and it's very important to use the right terms like for us at juicy chemistry i was very clear we'll never follow fear mongering as an organic brand i've never used words like parabens and cancer and carcinogens very loosely right like i i don't believe in doing that kind of marketing i feel if the product is good if the product is true to what you talk about you should talk about the hero in the ingredients see sometimes we do have to write on top of our bottle that it's got no preservatives because otherwise people don't store it well you know if i don't write it's not a fear mongering uh, th- there's no there's no ulterior motive with it like why i write no preservatives on my packaging is because i don't want the consumer to store the product badly and then it getting spoiled and you know and we've seen these instances at least you know with with the way social media works you know even if they've been reckless with the product they would blame the brand and there would be a showdown so i i was very clear that it's very important that the consumer know this so that has been the only way we can explain but we've never used fear mongering that oh you know aluminum is lead to breast cancer no we don't you know we've changed over the years we when you know you if you don't evolve as a brand you can't grow so for me it was like learning so much you know and no one brand can be right or wrong right like there's so much research out there you can't know it all you're not somebody who can know it all you would have to read a lot of things to know what you want to talk to your audience and today for me that became the biggest plus point for me at juicy chemistry i think it's so important to tell your audience what you are really trying to communicate sometimes like i said it puts you back right because your performance team does want to use these controversial words and you know get that eyeballs rolling because they like people don't know the difference but for me if if i start like you did with your cafe if you start making that small changes i think there's so much understanding that you can spread and there's so much love that you can spread instead of animosity you know there's like right now we're seeing this war between chemical and natural and i'm like it's just so stupid right it's just so stupid like you can't compare a strawberry with a potato it's it's they're two different things you can't say i love chemicals i love natural like it's a philosophy it's about people who love holistic lifestyle people who love yoga people who love their healthy eating you can't tell them oh you're stupid because you like this you know neither can you bash somebody else for doing something that's not right with your philosophy so i think with juicy chemistry what we're really trying to promote is trying to 
explain to people the true meaning of lifestyle and being holistic and living a good life you know by choosing the right products like if you are looking for organic if somebody is asking you where can i find a good organic product you would want to name juicy chemistry you know there would be no confusion in your mind that organic equals juicy chemistry so that's what we've set out to do and i think that's what brands whoever is coming up needs to do yeah i think that's great because you know what you're saying is there's room for everyone and you you know it's not about trying to uh, you know bash people into uh, following your philosophy but rather sort of you know growing your tribe because they want to sort of you know they they believe in what you're doing and you do what you're doing and you know the 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 let the numbers sort of grow uh, organically in a way it has to it has to worry yeah. you know otherwise there's just so much animosity it's it's not fun right there was a time where skincare was fun and today people are so scared they're like i heard this you know if i use this is is going to happen and i'm like look for the last 6 years i'm 7 years i'm using soap on my skin and my skin has never been better you know so i i don't want to hear somebody say soap is bad for skin right like for me it's like i i it's proof in my skin that i i i can now go bare skin and i'm happy about it because i i couldn't there was a time where my skin was just not presentable enough in my opinion right like we talk about inclusivity and all of that but then we do come from a culture where uh social bullying is very very common so for me it was a very hard time when i was going through the whole you know trauma of having really bad acne and you know facial hair and all of that so um it's it's important to let that messaging out very strongly to the consumer so anybody building a brand i think it's so important you can't squash somebody else to scale it's it's just not the right way to work right um it, it somebody bet you can't say you're better than somebody it's important to let your product speak for yourself it's that's what we believe in so yeah. absolutely i i completely agree with you and i have to say uh, you know i have to end on this note saying that um i i i don't use all 100 of your products but i do use a couple of them and uh, and i'm a big fan and and i i wouldn't normally just say this uh, because you know you're here i i, I genuinely <laughs> saw a difference in uh, i i use your deodorant and um, and i genuinely noticed the difference in how uh, it was working on my skin so uh, and i'm so i'm a huge fan and once again congratulations on you know what you've built and um, you. you know uh, all the very best for for what's to come thank and, you and, so much cory and and, and and hopefully uh, you know look forward to seeing juicy chemistry the world over so congratulations again thank you so much cory thank you so much for having me over i can't wait to visit uh, the table the next time we are in town we come for really short visits and when i come it's literally like mom i want ghar ka khana so uh, you know you want mom to cook for you but i can't wait to visit uh, so yeah hope i look forward to to meeting again soon so take Absolutely. care take care thank you so much for me thank you after interviewing so many entrepreneurs one thing which comes across as a common theme is the personal need for the product or service megha's story is yet another testament to how she created a great product to fill that market gap we too had the same story when we wanted to fill the gap of casual fine dining in mumbai and i guess this is what entrepreneurship is all about to innovate and create new categories <laughs>